Hello, hello, everybody. How y'all doing out there? Podcast land. The land of headphones and earbuds and AirPods and Beats and Toshibas and Mitsubishis and Toyotas. Okay, here we are. Game four of the season. Oh my god. 2001 Seattle Mariners season. It's just gonna be a baby, little baby app, little baby epi. Just checking in on you. Just wanted to say hi at 11:30 at night on a Monday night during the epidemic. Wait, is it an epidemic or a pandemic or both? Pandemic is the social, we are doing a pandemic, but the disease is an epidemic, I believe. That's the scientific fact. Okay, game four, 2001, Seattle Mariners season. Yesterday was an off day. It was a travel day for the team, a rest day for me and the podcast. Took a much-needed day of rest on the Lord's Day, and yeah, that was the first time in a while we hadn't done a a, a potty-wotty, a podcast, okay, here we go, this was April 6th, 2001, 7.04 p.m. in Arlington, Texas, ballpark in Arlington, three hours, 43 minutes, 9-7, 9-7, Mariners win. The Mariners win. So we're 3-1 now. And we, let's see. It was extra innings. Went 10 innings. We had 12 hits. Both teams had an air. Arthur Rhodes got the victory again. Relief pitcher. Makes sense. Because it was extra innings. So, who started for us? Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer pitched the first five innings. I played Little League All-Stars against one of Jamie Moyer's kids way back in the day. I think we beat them. Yeah, we did. We did beat them. We we. Destroy Jamie Moyer's kids, but well, just one of them. But I don't think, yeah, Jamie wasn't there. We would have remembered that because that definitely would have been during the season. Because it was probably 03. Yeah, it was 03. Because that's when we went to state. Yeah. We went to state, baby. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, the old guy, who brags about his little league. Not even high school. I'm bragging about doing good in little league. <laughs> it's an even farther throwback. I go. I'm going way back. I'm going in the way back machine. Oh my gosh! Speaking of back, I was watching the. Oh, so MLB and NBA, they've been doing these live things on YouTube 
where they show these old sporting events. And then it's kind of fun because there'll be 7,000 other people watching at the same time as you. So then you just feel like it's like a big community. It's almost like being at a game in an arena or like when people used to actually go to sporting events. It's almost the same, but it's just digitally. But anyway, I was watching the 2010 MLB Home Run Derby. And so two things. First off, Will Ferrell was there and he was so funny. He was promoting the other guys. And this this one thing he said was so funny. Cause so Hanley Ramirez was was one of the main contestants. And Will Ferrell says, Now a lot of people don't know this, but he's actually forty seven years old. <laughs> actually 47 years old it's so funny and then the other thing was what was other oh yeah it was Chris Berman so there was a quick home run so Chris Berman does the thing where he goes back 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 it's Chris Berman a home run call he goes back 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 down no what's he say home home whammy no, he doesn't say whammy. I was just thinking, that's from Anchorman. That's not, that's not Chris Berman. But anyway, he goes back, 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 gone. See you later. But he had one, there's a line drive home run, a real quick line drive home run. And he said, that's a two backer. That's a two backer. Or can't or did he say that's a two back? I think he said that's a two backer. And I thought that was funny. So there you go. And let's see. <laughs> let's wrap up this. See, it always goes longer. I always think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short, but then I'm just blabbing on. Just what did they say about people? Are, I saw this. Man, you gotta stay off Twitter. I've been staying off social media. I was gonna say, I was, I was, what's this thing about Karen? <laughs> what are, what are people saying about the word Karen being a uh, offensive or something? Come on, you got, you gotta watch The Office. Karen is a great character. <laughs> but, oh, it's kind of funny. It's not even funny. It's. It's not even, it's not even worth talking about. That just sounds like a, a Twitter troll made that whole story up. Doesn't it? It totally sounds like a made up story. I didn't even verify it. Maybe it was a made up story. Maybe, maybe the Onion. Made it up. All right. Why they call it the Onion, the fake news, network, the Onion. I'm gonna turn the I'm gonna turn this TV back on. Ooh, I like the background. The background of my TV looks like full house. It looks like the neighborhood. It's got a bunch of houses and they're full. 
But why is it the onion? The onion. Because does it make you cry? The fake news? Whoa, that's weird. I just turned on YouTube. And this Adam Carolla. His, it says premiering now. You don't see that. On other podcasts, you don't see premiering now in red. That's cool. And then, yeah, Richard Marks is the guest. And then over here we have for recommended 2006 Monday Night Football comeback. Bears versus Cardinals. I'll probably have to watch that. I've been watching a lot of old sporting events recently. That's what I've been doing with my quarantine. The past week of my quarantine is been largely just listening to podcasts and watching old sporting events. So many. I've watched so many. Just I watched the 2010 through 2019 NCAA championship games and a few other NCAA games and few some NBA games and I watched so I watched the LeBron 2013 Heat versus Spurs game 6 of the finals the one where Ray Allen hit that insane three-pointer in the corner to to send it to overtime. That was... What was a really crazy one I just watched? Oh, yeah. Was it... Oh, man. Oh, it was the Warriors... Oh, it was the Warriors... Warriors Thunder game from February 2016. That was such a good game. Oh my god. Because I remember watching that game when it happened. That's back in February 2016. I was... That's after I... Man, so much stuff had happened. (laughs) Because back in fall of 2015, that's when I moved to LA for the first time. But I was really only here for 10 days. So it's more like a vacation... (laughs) A vacation disguised as a move. But then I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. And then I quit that job. And then I did. Yeah, and then I got hired at. Or I just went and got a job at. Like I said, I got hired at AMC Movie Theater. I got hired. <laughs> like they recruited me. Yeah. I got recruited by some headhunters. You know, they saw my headshot. They thought I was the right person for the job. But yeah, that's what that's what I was doing. Cuz I started working at AMC the beginning of February. And then that OKC Golden State game was the end of February. And if you're a basketball fan, you got to go back and watch that game on YouTube. February 27th, 2016, Thunder Warriors. And, oh my God, 
the Steph Curry shot at the end is so bonkers. He just he hits a three pointer, a game winning three pointer from thirty five, thirty six feet. Insane, just a few feet past half court. He just pulls up for the for the game. But then before that, there was an there's an insane play right before that. Cause the Warriors were down five with twenty seconds left, or even less. And they got a quick Clay Thompson, I think Clay got a quick layup, and then I think it was Clay that forced the steal. And they got and Draymond saved it running into the stands. And then oh yes. Wait, am I getting this confused? Now now I'm thinking, am I getting that confused with a different Warriors game that I was watching? That must have been it. That was that may have been it, man. Now I'm trying to think. Was I watching another? Wait, I can just go on my... Oh, this will be interesting. I'll pull up my... Man, we're not even talking about the Mariners anymore. That's okay. I just pulled up my YouTube history here. Oh, yes. I, I was watching a little bit of Simpsons Hit and Run long play. Simpsons Hit and Run was one of my favorite video games. On the original Xbox. That was a great game. Gosh. So let's see what I've watched. I was currently watching the Music City Miracle. 1999 AFC Wildcard Playoffs. Bills Titans. I just finished the 2003 AFC Wildcard Titans Ravens. So two Titans games in a row. Then I, before that, I watched, oh yes, I watched Michael Vick's overtime run uh, against the Vikings, which was only one minute long, but that's such a great run, though. The best part is when the two Vikings defenders collide into each other. That's always great. It's always awesome when defenders run into each other. And Vic just splits them. Just Michael Vic was insane back in the day. He was my favorite player. Michael Vic was my favorite football player growing up when I was, because he was on Madden in two thousand four. He was on, and I had that game on Xbox. Madden oh four. So it would have came out in 03, right? So I was 10. Right in the perfect sweet spot for becoming a fan of... And Michael Vick is... Michael Vick's the most... What am I trying to think? He's the most fan-friendly player. For fans of all ages. Because his he was so athletic and so much quicker he made defenders look slow and they're professional athletes <laughs> like they're 
NFL players are really quick, but that's how quick Michael Vick was. Back in the early 2000s. Gosh. All right, so, oh, and then I was watching, oh, so before that, I watched the Michael Vick historic upset 2002 NFC wildcard Falcons Packers. They just crushed them, though. Wasn't even a close game. Then, I was briefly off the sports. I was watching. This could be a this would be a fun segment, YouTube history. But anyway, I was watching. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing right now. Six great tiny homes. Yeah, tiny homes are kind of interesting to me. Or those, like they had these pipelines. It was just this futuristic Sims. Remember Sim City? It was a simulation. It was like Sim City. Which is Sim City? Is that short for simulation? It's, it must be. It's got to be. Maybe everybody knows that, and I'm the last person to. That. But I'm more of a roller coaster tycoon. I was always more a roller coaster tycoon. But I do remember playing a little bit of Sims back in the day on computer. Gosh. Back when we had a desktop. A desktop? <laughs> I haven't had a desktop computer since, yeah, a long time. Since I was in. Maybe, when do we get rid of our desktop? Definitely, because then we got laptops. Probably, maybe even end of, maybe sixth grade, around there. Sixth or seventh grade. Right when we got cable. We got cable, and then we got rid of our desktop computer. We got laptop. And we used to have the AOL. Of course, everyone had AOL dial-up. That's my dial-up noise. Alright, so... six. Oh, this is kind of funny. I went the extremes. I went the tiny homes. And then luxury log cabin homes. And it's just a giant mansion. So I went the super large and super small. And also today, oh, I, I just watched a little bit of this. This was on the NBA live feed. Remember I was talking about the NBA and MLB live? I just watched the last few minutes of Tim Duncan's Monster Night. His, this stat line is so insane. 21 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists, 8 blocks. He almost had a quadruple double. Game 6 of 2003 finals. Crazy. And I started the, the 2016 World Series Game 7. Where the Cubs win it all. I started it, but 
I didn't, I barely even got into that one. And yeah, because baseball can you just notice how slow baseball is once you're watching these NBA games and NFL games. But yeah, so that's that. So that's that's been fun. Let's just check. Let's just wrap this up. This it's gone so much longer than because it's so late. I guess I'm just not as tired as I thought I was. Or something. Alright. Oh, there's some home runs in this game. It's the first home runs for the Mariners of the season. Remember? They didn't have any home runs. Oh, that's funny. The other... The pitcher on the Mariners... Or on the Rangers... The Rangers have a pitcher named Pat Mahomes. That's weird. It's... That's... He has the same exact name as Pat Mahomes. That's the same name as the Chiefs quarterback. Spelled the same. That's crazy. This is a pretty common Mahomes. That's not that common. I've never really heard it. Wait, let's click on him. Let's click on him. Wait, here we go. Is this? I'm like, is this his dad? Like now, I'm pulling up Patrick. It could this is could be his dad. I think this. Oh, it is his dad. It totally is because Patrick Mahomes Jr. He doesn't go by. He's Patrick Mahomes the second. Man, how come he doesn't go by? <laughs> yeah, and his dad was former Major League pitcher Pat Mahomes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm over here. I just thought it was a coincidence. I I didn't assume that it was his dad just because they had the same. And also, he doesn't go by... He just goes by Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't go with the junior. wonder why he doesn't go junior. Or... The, yeah, he goes Patrick Mahomes, I I, the second. Ah, uh, all right. So that's an, that's a fun fact that we learned here. Let's look at Pat Mahomes' MLB career. Eleven years, pretty solid. Pitched for the Twins, Mets, Red Sox, Pirates, Rangers, and Cubs. Gosh, five years for the Twins. A lot of different teams. His first five seasons for the Twins. Career ERA, 5.47. That's not, that's not even good. <laughs> no offense. That's, that's impressive that he stayed in the league for 11 seasons with a 5.47 ERA. Cause that's not that good, really. What's his? What's the career win loss? Well, he's a relief pitcher, but career win loss forty two and thirty nine. But what? Let's see his strikeouts to walks, or what was his whip? His whip, whip, one point five nine four. Pretty sure that's not a good whip. 
let's see if he had 452 strikeouts and 392 walks. Yeah, I, that's not a very good strikeout to walk ratio. <laughs> Man, how did this guy last? How did he? I'm just looking at his career right now. Let's see. Hmm. Like I don't want to pile on. I'm not gonna pile on Pat. <laughs> let's let's not make this pile on Pat out. Well, at least he has a son that's a MVP and Super Bowl champion. And wasn't he the Super Bowl MVP too? Right? Was he? Wait, we're just on his Wiki- Wikipedia. His Wikipedia. All right. Let's see, Mahomes. Yeah, he was Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, and MVP. And he's only 24. Man, Patrick Mahomes. I Probably the, yeah, he's got to be the best quarterback. I, I mean, him or Lamar Jackson. Let's see, let's pull up Lamar. I'd say... I would take Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. No offense to Lamar Jackson. Well, Patrick Mahomes is just the best quarterback in the league. Lamar Jackson might be the second best. Well, he he is second best. He's the reigning MVP. Uh, he he's gonna have a tough time, man. Lamar Jackson. Wait, what did he have? 36 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Now that is a touchdown to interception ratio. I was trying to I was trying to equate that to strikeout to walk ratio. 36 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Have you ever heard I've never seen a ratio that good. 36 to 6, 113.3 quarterback rating, 3,127 yards. Yeah, but how many? Now I need to see how many rushing yards he had. What were his rushing stats? Let's see. Let's. Uh, passing. Man, this podcast has gone show rushing. He. Yeah, he rushed for. 1,206 yards. That's insane. And seven touchdowns. Man. He's going to have a tough time. He set he set the bar so high for himself in his whole career. He's never going to top this season. I, I hope he does. But that's... That's one of the best seasons of all time for in the NFL. For any position, any player, any position. That's so crazy. To rush for cuz yeah, that that definitely broke the record for quarterback rushing yards in a season. Like let's see Michael Vick. Well, let's pull up Michael Vick and see the most yards he ever rushed for in a season compared to 
compared to 1,200, 1,200 yards. When did, okay, okay. So Michael Vick rushed for 1,039 yards in 2006. Oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect him to break a thousand, but that was his best season for rushing. But that's not even Lamar crushed him. So let's see what his passing numbers were in '06. Let's let's see how many twenty touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, twenty four hundred seventy four yards. Yes. I'm not comparing Michael Vick to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's obviously better, way better passer. Vick was never a great. I'm gonna look at. Vick was never a great passer. Always just a great runner. Because his best season for passing. He his best season thirty three hundred. That's a lot of yards. Eh, not really. There's guys that throw for over 5,000 yards every season. Remember that season where five quarterbacks threw for 5,000 yards? Some like, yeah, it was maybe five or six quarterbacks threw for 5,000. Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, and probably one other. Um... But Vic threw for thirty three hundred in twenty eleven. So that and that was the most yards he ever threw for in the season. But only twelve touchdowns that year, or no, eighteen touchdowns, which is not compared to that's only half as many as Lamar this year. Yeah, Vic was just a memorable. He just—he was game a game breaker. We had never seen a quarterback. Had there ever been an NFL quarterback to run like that? I was thinking maybe Steve Young, maybe. Or was Do- was Donovan McNabb kind of agile? Let's see, Don. Let's see the most rushing yards. Donovan. Steve Young was a good rusher. I'm sure that he was also a lefty. I I think McNabb was kind of just too chunky. <laughs> Pardon the Campbell soup pun. <laughs> oh, it was too chunky. That was good. Yeah. The most rushing yards McNabb had was his second season. 629. Which is pretty good. 629. But not. That's good for a quarterback. But now now I'll see Steve Young. Then we'll wrap it up. Because it's past midnight. It's daddy's bedtime. Alright. What if midnight was your. Midnight would be a weird bedtime. Uh, bedtime's at midnight. I don't understand the people who regularly operate on five hours of sleep. 
I like to get at least seven. Or I I could I could do five, but I'm pretty groggy. In the first, with that I just drink coffee. I'm a big coffee. I'm a coffee fiend. All right, Steve Young. Steve Young. Oh what? What? I definitely thought he would have rushed for more yards. But, man, 537 yards is the most he ever rushed for? That's crazy. But seven touchdowns, that's a lot of rushing touchdowns right there. But McNabb rushed for more yards, so. And there you go. There you go. At least McNabb did, he had a higher season high. Okay, there's your football talk. <laughs> but this is a baseball podcast. So, anything else? Oh, yeah, who hit the home runs? We'll just see who hit the home runs for the Mariners. That will end it. Mark McElmore. Oh, Mark McElmore is great. Utility player. Man, now I'm just trying to think of other good running... What about... I was just watching... What about Steve McNair? I was just watching Steve McNair. He probably... He was pretty decent. I think he was a pretty good running quarterback. Back in the... Let's see. The the old... Man, Steve McNair got murdered, though. Remember that? That was... 4th of July... 2009... Murdered by his mistress. That's why you don't have a mistress. <laughs> you just... That's why... I was, that's why maybe you just don't get married. Or if you're gonna get married... Just get all your... Crazy mistress... Well, I mean... It wouldn't be a mistress if you weren't married. But... You know what I'm saying. Get your crazy loving out of the way. Alright, Steve McNair... 674 yards is his season high for rushing. What was Mc... Isn't that higher than McNabb's? McNabb's was 600... It was right... That's It was right around there, wasn't it? It was 600-something. Alright. Interesting. But that's not... That's just a reflection of the times, though. How... And how Michael Vick changed the game. Because quarterbacks never would run that much. I don't think. I can't think of any before Vic that ran a bunch. I'm, those were the those were three that I thought of right there. And I'm trying to brainstorm. But that's a little before my time. The late 90s. I mean, I was a little... I wasn't watching that stuff live. But I still, I'm still such a big fan of sports, of all sports in general. But I kind of soak that stuff up, and I watch, I watch these old YouTube videos too. And I'm a stats head, so I like looking stuff up. But man, wait, let's see, who else ran? Let, let let's. Hmm. Maybe if I search, this is such good QBs with most rushing yards. 
There it is. Let's see. Now, but is oh, oh Randall Cunningham. Let's see what dual threat quarterback. It has a whole Wikipedia page. Dual threat quarterback. History in the here we go. This is exactly what I was looking for. And there's here's Michael Vick. They have a picture of Michael Vick. Because they're talking about how he changed the game. Randall Cunningham, though. Let's see what if Randall Cunningham. Did he have a lot of. Here's his rushing. Oh. Oh. That's that's pleasantly surprising. 942 yards in a season. Wow. That's a good rush. That's a lot of rushing yards for a quarterback. And that was way back in. What year was this? 1990. So he was doing it way back when. Okay. There you go. Randall Cunningham. So that's the answer. That's the answer. He was. He was the pre Mike Vick. Because was there anybody? What about in the 50s and 70s? Tobin wrote <laughs> in the 50s. Let's see who Tobin wrote to us. God. <laughs> you got, if, you're, if you're not doing anything, I would definitely recommend just giving Tobin wrote a Google and look at his old football card. It's on his Wikipedia. But <laughs> his, his chin, his face is so full. And his everything, they they made his, they made his, I can't even describe it. His cheeks are too puffy. It looks like he is. He's having an allergic rea- reaction, maybe or something. Because <laughs> his his face is very full, and he's got that actor face, but he's a football player. I guess f- football players from the fifties look like actors. You ever notice that? They all have the the George Clooney look. That's why George Clooney was so perfect in Leatherheads. Remember Leatherheads? <laughs> uh, I was just going to say we got to do a George Clooney episode. But we haven't done first we have to do a Jack Black. Then we'll do the Cloonster. The Clone the Clooney, the Clune, Clune attack, <laughs> Revenge of the Clunes. There we go. Um, <laughs> let's see. Tobin wrote, he died, passed away June twenty seventh, two thousand, at the age of seventy two in Saginaw, Michigan. Born in San Antonio, Texas, January eighteenth. 1928, my sister's birthday, but a lot sooner. Man, this guy's terrible. Oh, God. Whoa. His, oh, my goodness. His career, well, I guess 37 rushing touchdowns is solid, but career, I need to get a sip of water. I've been talking for so much longer than get some of that fresh lemonade with the real lemons. All right. But his career, 
touchdown to interception ratio 148 to 191 <laughs> no that's the worst i've never seen that that's so bad but i guess that's just an example of he played from 1950 to 1966 they were still understanding the forward pass developing the art form and his passer rating career 56.8 18,850 passing yards career AFL champion 1963 NFL champion 1957 Pro Bowl 1956 Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame two-time NFL passing touchdowns leader yeah in 55 and 56 so that's just an example there he probably led the league with 12 touchdowns there ah Fran Tarkenton that's one of my dad's old favorites Franny Franny T Franny T oh he had two stints with the Vikings that's cool a two he divided his career he took a he went to college with the New York Giants in between so he played for the Vikings from 61 to 66 then Giants 67 to 71 then the Vikings 72 to 78 that's a long career man and he's a Hall of Famer, of course. But what's his? So his career touchdown to interception, 342 to 266. 47,003 passing yards career. 57% completion, 80.4 passer rating. 3,674 rushing yards, 32 rushing touchdowns. This just reminds me of, because I said he went to college with the Giants, and I was kind of referencing when LeBron said he went to college with the Heat in Miami. And then that made me think, because my dad, I was talking about my dad being a fan, because he's a Vikings fan, and his older brother, my Uncle Steve, shout out, Bootstraps, gosh, what's this book called? I have it right here. Man, how did I forget? What's his bootstrap leadership? Because I've already given I've given him shout-outs before. <laughs> I was trying to look for his bookmark. No, because I have his bookmark. Uh, bootstrap leadership, Steve Arneson. He has a couple books, a few books on Amazon. But yeah, so that made me... So it's all tied together because I was with my dad and Uncle Steve at Red Hook Brewery in Woodenville, Washington, right next to Bothell, my hometown, the original, original Asars Born HQ. This is the new Asars Born HQ that I'm at now in Northridge, Los Angeles, L.A. proper. Or... Is it L.A. proper? I don't know what L.A. proper means. 
But anyway, <laughs> I'm having a rough time being through this story. So I'm with my dad and uncle, Steve, at Red Hook. And it's during the decision, July 2010. Remember the decision? The decision? The decision? When LeBron decides in front of the Boys and Girls Club, he decides to tell everyone on on national TV he's going to Miami. He's taking his talents to South Beach. Gosh, that was so crazy. That was so crazy. But then if you think about it, I guess he only was... He was 25 when he did that. So I'm older right now than LeBron was when he did the decision. But he just seemed older, obviously, because I was... Younger then. (laughs) That's how time works. But he, I mean, he's always seemed older though. LeBron's always seemed mature. Just because he's always had that beard. And he's got, he's just got old man face. You know what I mean? LeBron's got that old dude face. He looks like a old guy playing hoops at the Y. The YMCA. Rocking the swept the headband and the wristbands. Oh, I remember those dudes. I remember playing basketball at the YMCA back before I had the 24 hour fitness membi. All right. (laughs) But yeah, that's how it was all tied together. Is I just still remember that. I remember. I was, I was going to say I remember what I was eating, but it was probably a burger, knowing myself. I probably would get a burger, but there you go. And we watched the decision. It was on TV. I just definitely remember watching it while I was eating at Red Hook with Uncle Steve and Dad. And yeah, that's the story. <laughs> All right. Fran Tarkenton, though, from Athens, Georgia. I guess he's he's actually from Richmond, Virginia, which I've always talked a lot about Richmond, Virginia on the podcast because that's where we went to my cousin's wedding, who's also the son of, you guessed it, Uncle Steve. Say it together. Uncle Steve, <laughs> say it with me, say it with me, oh my gosh, it's so funny how long this podcast is going, because <laughs> I was seriously, I was anticipating a, a two minute episode is what I was planning for, I was planning for a two minute or <laughs> two-minute drill quarterback. I just do a 45-minute podcast on the field. I just pull up some microphones, some recording equipment. All right. I'm not even making sense anymore. That'd be fun if they did a podcast 
What if referees did a podcast? Oh, retired referees. Because it'd probably be against their code of conduct if they did a podcast while they were still active. But they could do it while they're retired, though. You know how Steve Javi comes on for the NBA? He gives all the... What's he do? He He's at the... NBA headquarters in New Jersey or wherever. I think it's New Jersey. He's at the the replay center. He breaks down all the replays and tells tells the announcers what's what. But that's what, man, think about all the interesting stuff. Referees and I guess more players should do podcasts too. That'd be interesting. But it would definitely be interesting from a different perspective to hear a retired referee. Just to hear what, I don't know, I want to hear some stories. I know they've got, oh, because I was looking, because I saw the 2003 Ravens-Titans game, Orlando Bloom. And Jeff Triplett was one of the officials in that game. And Jeff Triplett is the official who threw the flag and accidentally and it hit Orlando Bloom in the eye. And I think it permanently blinded him. But then he died. He passed away in 2011, I think. I was just looking at his Wikipedia today. Tonight, 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 that's my micro, what's it called, a micro impression of Kurt Russell, tonight, from his miracle speech, remember, tonight, because that's when he says, tonight, we skate with them, tonight, we stay with them, and we and I can't remember what he says right after that. I did have that whole speech memorized. And we show them because we can. Because we can. <laughs> Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every last one of you. And you were born, I'm doing this off the top of my head. And you were born to be here Tonight. Tonight, we, wait, what's he say? Did I ever say it? I think I may have said that out of order. No, you're out of order. No, I think I was out of order then. <sighs> I'm just trying to think of how he wraps it up. How does he wrap it up? He's like, <laughs> their time is over. It, no, their time is done. It's over. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. It's like, he's like, this is, this is the last line of it. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. <laughs> That's such a great speech. That miracle speech by Kurt Russell is so great. That movie is so underrated. If you haven't seen Miracle 
the movie about the USA hockey team. You gotta watch it. That might be my favorite sports movie. And I'm not a hockey guy. But that's definitely not my favorite sports movie, though. Let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> I Would you call Fever Pitch a sports movie? Because Fever Pitch might be my favorite sports movie. But some people might argue that's a rom-com. Let's see. Remember the Titans? Dodgeball? Does dodgeball count as a sports a sports movie? If dodgeball counts, my favorite's gotta be dodgeball. Dodgeball. It's gotta be that one. Uh, it's not really a classic sports movie, though. But Yeah. Tom Lampkin hit a home run. Remember Tom Lampkin? Wait, how far are we? I'm like, how, how far are we going? Once we get to this point in the podcast is when I start to consider... Maybe I should just push it to the hour marker, or should, or should I just wrap it? Tom Lampkin. Let's see. Who are you, Tom Lampkin? This is like the dating game for the Mariners. It's like, meet Tom Lampkin. <laughs> Who's Tom Lampkin? Meet Tom Lampkin. Oh, no way. He's a, a Seattle boy from... No way. He went to the same community college as me. <laughs> I went there for one quarter. In, yeah, one quarter. In between going to Western and Wazoo for the second time. Going back to Wazoo. So, yeah, I went to Edmonds Community College back in September. Yeah, the fall of 2013. God, that's so hilarious. See, that not that just... That's what I call serendipity. That's what I call... Because I don't know why. We're, we're just... We're just... I'm just blabbing and just... That's all I've been doing this whole time. I've just been gabbing. We're just gabbing. I'm just shooting, shooting it. Just talking about YouTube, what I've been watching. And then I decide... On on a whim. Completely. Well, he had a home run in this game. So that's why I saw his name. But I decided to pull up Tom Lampkin. What do we got here? What do we got? Tom Lampkin. Born March 4th, 1964. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio. But went to high school in Seattle. Bishop Blanchett, which is, I we drove by that back in when we were doing lawns. I was in the same area. September, or why did I say summer? Summer 2018, when I was mowing lawns in Seattle. I definitely remember driving, because we'd drive by... We're in the same area as Nathan Hale, I believe. But I think Bishop Blanchett is right right in that area, too. Kind of, if you know Seattle, because the lawn's office was based in Ballard, or Sunset Hill to be exact, but near Ballard. 
And then, when, where's, where's Bishop? All right, now I might as well. Now I'm like, I got to see where it is. Because I know some Bishop Blanche. Nah, I don't want any of this. Any of that L.A. Bishop stuff. All right. Oh, it's Green Lake. See, that's why. That's why we drove right by it. It's north of Green Lake. And we would always... We were always mowing lawns right around Green Lake. This is so... <laughs> this is an international podcast. But I, I'm from there. I'm from... I'm not from Seattle, but... Close... Bothell. Close suburb. It's a close suburb. I think... Wait, now I gotta see... I'm going to see how close is Bishop Blanchette. I bet it's real close to Nathan Hale. I bet it's close to Nathan. Oh, no. Eh. Three miles. Nathan Hale's over more closer to Lake City. That's where it is. That's right. See, that's why I know where, that's why I know where Nathan Hale is. Because it's right by... Lake City Way. Yeah. Right by Lake City Way. Okay. And we would drive by it. You would drive by it when you're going back roads. The old back roads to UW, University of Washington. How come how come old people add an R in Washington? But then, sometimes I think that people have, there's accents, but then there's there's such a thing as a generational accent, or an age accent, age accent, <laughs> accent, but yeah, because there's just some funny pronunciations, Washington, and I can't think of any other. See, once I put myself on the spot, then that's when you're screwed. That's when you're screwed. <laughs> but oh, fiddlers! Now I'm now I'm thinking Seattle geography. Because fiddlers in, I've been there with my with my mum. That's where I saw. Fiddler's Inn and Restaurant. There it is. Pub and Restaurant. That's where I saw... Remember Kevin Ware had that horrific... He broke his leg. He had the, his leg... His bone was protruding through his skin. This was the 2013 Final Four. Louisville. He's a Louisville player. And... Yeah, his bone, his leg bone was sticking out of his skin. Um, and it was horrific. And I was there. I was at Fiddler's Inn Pub and Restaurant, which is, it's in Lake City. It's actually pretty close to, isn't it right by, wait, I think it's right by Nathan Hale, which is what I was just talking about. Let me, let's see, Nathan. But anyway, 
It's a really good pizza place. If you're in the Seattle area, check out... Wait. <laughs> I like how it just... It goes to the... I want the one in Seattle, not the one on the other side of the country. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fiddler's Inn. It's only a mile from Nathan's Hale. Nathan Hale. I knew it. See? See, my geography, my Seattle geography is on point. You know how you get that? It's from... You, you got to mow lawns for four months all around Seattle. Just drive around. Just drive around all day, every day. <laughs> it's a fun job, though. I loved... I used to love doing that. It's got to be... It's nice in Seattle, too. Because the weather is not... The summer weather for mowing lawns is beautiful. Beautiful. Because it's not too overwhelmingly hot. You get some cloudy days sometimes. and Cool you off. And yeah, Fiddler's in pub and restaurant I guess you can't go to restaurants right now but when everything opens back up oh Windermere that's a really we mode there's a country club in Windermere I think it was Windermere yeah that's a really nice part of it's over on Lake Washington. Washington. Kind of is east of University of Washington. Because UW is right on the bay right there. Right on Union Bay. But then there's little... God, I'm just really... <laughs> I just got to end this. I got to end this thing. I'm going way too in-depth on Seattle geography right now. I'm just having memories of driving through Wallingford. Oh, yeah, I went to the Woodland Park Zoo with my mom just after Christmas recently. That was nice. Which is close to Seattle Pacific University. Oh, yeah. There you go. Gasworks Park. That's a nice park. <laughs> now, I'm just, now I'm just naming things in Seattle. I'm just naming, not even attractions, yeah, I guess attractions. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I just remembered, all right, we'll, we'll have to end it. <laughs> we'll have to end it. I like how I say we'll have to end it. Like, there's nobody, there's nobody giving me a, a wrap-up signal. I'm acting like there's somebody giving me a wrap-up signal in the corner. But there's it's just me. Just me and all these old, old sporting events. <laughs> just, just so many old sporting events. But, gosh, yes, what was I going to say? I was going to say that all this talking about driving in Seattle, it reminded me, where is it? I think it's the Ballard Bridge. I believe so. Ballard Bridge, I believe. And there's a little house. 
is surrounded by, I think there's a Ross Dress for Less right next to it, and a burger joint around the corner, and a 7-Eleven across the street, and all that stuff, is surrounded by businesses, and I can't, I don't know what the connection, maybe if I can search it, what the connection to the movie is, but it, my coworker said that, he said, that's the up house, that's what he said, he said, wait, let's see, Edith Macefield House, wow, see, other people are talking about it. Yeah, it's located in the Ballard Blocks. Edith Macefield famously refused to sell this small house to a development that now surrounds it. That's, wait, so that, so this is what the movie is based on. That's what they're saying? There, is it, <laughs> is it real? <laughs> is it based Let's see. On May 26, 2009, Disney publicists attached balloons to the roof of Macefield's house as a promotional tie into their film Up, in which an aging, aging widower voiced by Ed Asner's home is similarly surrounded by looming development. However, script writing and production on Up began in 2004, two years before Macefield's refusal to sell the to the property developers. Oh. So it's, they're saying that. They're saying that Edith Macefield got the idea from the Up producers. <laughs> they're, they're saying that she somehow stole their blueprint. Stole their idea. That's hilarious. But that's a cool story though. In July of 2009, Barry Martin sold the house to real estate investor Greg Pineo for 310000 Doesn't seem like that much to be... That's not... That's nothing. For that location, pretty much all the houses in Ballard are a million. It's really expensive to live there. So how is it only 310000 doesn't make sense. Pineo intended to use the house as an office to run his real estate coaching firm, Reach Returns. However, on March 13, 2015, the house went through foreclosure auction and was subsequently put back on the market. Pineo had failed to pay back taxes on the house. Oh, Pineo done messed up. You done messed up this one, Pineo. Come on, Come on, Pinel. Come on, Pinel. Come on, Pinel. God, Pinel. Why you gotta do that, Pinel? <laughs> I don't know why I'm even. This podcast has devolved into lampoonery. Is that a word? Lampoonery? Dog. Dude, Pinel. <laughs> I just like doing that. I just love doing. I just love doing that voice. It's so funny. Job ah, Pinel, why you gonna do that, Pinel? <laughs> Pinel, it's fun to say. Okay. 
get off my back. It's fun to say. That's a fun name for a podcast. It's fun to say. Fun to say. Fun to say. That's I gotta like write this down. I'm I'm standing up. I'm I'm making a note. Fun to say pod. That's a great name. I don't know why I'm always coming up with names for podcasts, but it's because, I mean, I, I got this A Star is Born, which is the, it's, it's the Umbrella Pod. A Star is Born is the Umbrella Pod. And then you got a bunch of little constituencies, little, little babies that spawn off it. Little spawn casts, podcast spawn casts, pod spawns. No, I like spawn casts. All right, we got wrap it up. <laughs> All right, we got wrap it up. Fun to say though. That's a great name. That's just a great name. I know a great name when I see it, and I know, and I know that's a great name. That's a great name right there. All right. The inaugural Macefield Music Festival was held October 5th, 2013 in Ballard. The event included multiple musical genres in several venues. The promoter said it will be an affordable way to explore the current landscape of Seattle music while celebrating the steadfast attitude of the dearly departed Miss Macefield. A podcast of 99% Invisible titled Holdout, number 130, discuss the story of Macefield. Now I gotta look at 99% Invisible? A podcast I've never heard of? Hosted by Roman Mars? Who's Roman Mars? I like the name. First off, I gotta say, I like the name Roman Mars. Second, I like the name Radiotopia, which he's the founder of. Say that one. Radiotopia? Come on. <laughs> that's awesome. Radiotopia? That's fun. That Now that's fun to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, this, that's the show. That's the episode. See? See how excited? I got way too excited. Sorry if I, sorry if I startled you guys. Sorry if I startled you, or maybe I woke you up. Maybe you dozed off listening to me rattle off NFL Fran Tarkenton stats. That's the whole podcast. It's the episode, episode, wait, what am I trying to write down here? Where (laughs) it's just a list of words they're fun to say. <laughs> That's the podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love it. I'm pumped. It's just, I love coming up with these new subsidiaries. I like calling them subsidiaries because it makes me sound like. A corporation makes me sound like a LLC, a limited release. I'm a limited release corporation over here. 
But that's gonna be fun. Oh my, that's what we should do tomorrow. We should do that tomorrow. We should do the first episode of Fun to Say. Fun to Say? <laughs> Come on. That's just a list of words. Maybe, maybe 20. Maybe 20. Because then we can talk about each one for a little bit. Just break it down. It'll be a little bit like the spelling bee. Like when the cheap seats guys watch the spelling bee. Which just even saying cheap seats makes me want to watch that show. But it's 12.43 at night right now. So, or I guess 12.43 in the morning. So I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. Alright, Radiotopia. So I'm happy. See, that's a good thing about keep when you just keep doing the podcast. And you just keep talking. And do it for, you pass the hour mark. And you start coming up. You get loopy, and then you start coming up with some crazy ideas, like fun to say, which is what we're going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's the plan for tomorrow. And we also have to do, we don't have to, but we want to. <laughs> like I said, we want to. Um, well, we just gotta, we just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta. It's on the, we got another game. We have another game tomorrow. Just like how Major League Baseball players play every day. Us podcasters play every day as well. We get the occasional rest day, travel day. That was yesterday. And now we're doing this now. And let's see. Oh, Ichiro hit a home run. Ichiro, his first career home run. There you go. That's a great note to go out on right there. With a shout out to the great Ichiro. And I also want to give a random shout out to end the podcast. I don't know what reminded me of this. Can't remember. Maybe it was something I said or something I looked up. But I just remembered that Dane Cook in the movie Dan in Real Life. First off, Dan in Real Life is a great movie. It stars Steve Carell. There's a bunch, there's some famous people in it. But the two main famous people I, I remember are Steve Carell is the star of it. And then Dane Cook. Dane Cook is really, now we just got to pull this, let's just pull this bad boy up real quick here. Sorry, Roman Mars. Is he Bruno's dad? Is that Bruno Mars's uncle, maybe? Roman Mars. That can't be his real name. I'm not buying that one. Alright, there we go. He sounds like he's from Mars. Um, Danes. <laughs> Steve Carell. Juliet Binoche. I don't really know Juliet Binoche. Oh, Emily Blunt is in this movie. I totally forgot that Emily Blunt was in it. Allison Pill, John Mahoney, Britt Robertson. Who's Britt Robertson? Oh, oh, she was she was just a kid in this one, but I think she was from. We know her more recently, from, Tomorrowland. That's the movie that I remember her from. 
Then speaking of the Cloonster, George Clooney, Tomorrowland was in 2015. That's where I remember Britt Robertson. Britt Robertson. And then Juliet Binoche. Who's Juliet Binoche? Who is? She's French. She's from France. Dang, she's... Okay. I don't know what she's really known for, but... Oh, Chocolat. The English Patient. Who You Think I Am. So I've heard of... Oh, that's Johnny Depp. Isn't it Chocolats? Chocolats? Chocolats. Yep, Johnny Depp. Alright. There you go. But Dan in real life. I just wanted to give a shout out to that movie. If you have access to it. Or you got it on DVD. Or Blu-ray. Or VHS. Or CD-ROM. Or what's that one? Flash disk? USB drive? Flash drive? Floppy disk? Remember floppy disk? What was the point of floppy disk? Why were they floppy? That just <laughs> seems like a, a product. Something wrong is wrong with their product. It shouldn't be floppy. It should be... Stiver, how can you use it if it's floppy? Is there something wrong with this? There's something wrong with this floppy disk. It's too floppy. <laughs> it's just, it simply, simply will not, will not hold firm in my hand. It just goes limp and it keeps bouncing back and forth. Uh, remember when floppy disks were a really big thing? That was, they were so funny. So random gosh now i gotta look up fly <laughs> this is we're never gonna end no we're gonna end in a second just in a sec just let me look up floppy disk uh simply disk or simply disk it's a type of wait is it not actually floppy oh maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's not actually it's not floppy what am i talking about if it was floppy then it would be the, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Disinfect, disinfected, not disinfected, dysfunctional, a dysfunctional pr- product. You know what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, <laughs> audience. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking right now in this pre-recorded soundbite. All right, yeah, floppy disk. Uh, oh, it's because they're read and written by a floppy disk drive. Where does the floppy part come in? I'm not... I'm not see, it sounds like just a gross name. It sounds like something that a dude would call his junk floppy disk. This is my, it's my floppy disk. <laughs> floppy disk. Floppy disk. Floppy disk. Floppy Dan. It sounds like something that your nickname's Dan. Floppy Dan. <laughs> floppy Dan. <laughs> floppy Dan. Floppy Dan. Floppy Dan. Floppy Dan. Floppy Dan. Alright, we're out. We're out on that. Good night. Good night to all. 
And to all, good night. And floppy Dan. Floppy Dan. All right. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Share the podcast. I, for- I just forget how to end it. Share, share. Tell a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.